um, we'll be ready because soon, and we want to be ready. Amen. Praise God. And um, in verse Second Peter chapter chapter one verse twelve says, "Wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things." Though you know them and be established in the present truth, yea, I think it meet as long as I am in the tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. Verse 14, knowing that shortly I must put off this tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ had showed me. Moreover, I will endeavor that you may be able after my decease to have these things always in remembrance. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But where, but where eyewitnesses of his majesty. Hallelujah. Praise God. Did you feel the presence of God tonight? Praise God. In every generation he gave witnesses. Amen. For he received from God the Father honor and glory. Praise God. We're seeking for glory, mortality, and eternal life. When there came says a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved son. Praise God. Praise the Lord in whom I am well pleased. And I'm, I want the same word when we appear before Amen. Before the Father and Jesus Christ was said, this is all the children that I bring it to you because he came and bring many sons unto glory. Amen. Praise God. And it says over here, and this voice which came from heaven, we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day down and the day stars arise in your heart. I love that verse there because we have to take heed. Amen. As unto a dark, unto a, a, a light shineth in a dark place until the day down. And the day star arise in your hearts. When that day stars arise in our hearts. Amen. That's Jesus Christ. Amen. That the same spirit talking with me. Remember in Revelations? Praise God. We have to hear that voice. Amen. And knowing this first, verse 20. No prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not. In old time, by the will of men, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. See, the Holy Spirit moved. Amen. And uh, I'm tempted to read chapter 2 because this is really good. It's, it's uh, uh, pertaining to um, deceiver, you know, the darkness and all of those things. But I'm just going to skip um uh, over in verse uh, verse 8, it said, For that righteousness, chapter 2, that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing backs, this is when uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, you know, huh? uh, not Noah by Lot, <laughs> yeah, um, said, that backs his righteous soul from the day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of the temptation and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government, presumptuous are they, and self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil of, the, of dignities. You know, so we, we mingle to the ungodly and we continuously... Uh, uh, put ourselves to there and, and we suffer our, our spirit to be vexed, you know, and things like that. And uh, we don't want that, you know. And you, you feel that when you go to somewhere else that is is not like you're not supposed to be there and you your spirit, like, is, is, is not 
you know, is not happy on that, you know. Whereas angels are in power and might bring that railing accusing against them before the Lord. But this as a natural brute beast made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not and shall utterly perish in their presumptuous doing uh, uh, doing things that is not of God, you know. And shall not it pleasure to riot in the daytime. Spot they are and blemish, sporting themselves with their own deceiving while they feast with you. See, there's things that's crept in, you know, unaware that Jude was talking about. But having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls. See, they come and beguile the unstable souls that we have to be take heed so that when he comes like a flood, we will not be deceived. Because it comes like so sweet, but yet they come to beguile us. You know, if you are unstable and hard, they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray following the way of Balaam, the son of Besor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity, and the dumb ass speaking with man voice forbade the madness of the prophet the tempest, to whom the meads of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escape from them who live in error. See that? When you seek righteousness, we escape from them. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruptions, for of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought into bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollution of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome the letters and in worse with them that the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than, uh, than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment and deliver it unto them. See, it's better to have not known the commandment than to turn, you know it, and you turn from it. But it is happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is returned to his own vomit again, and the saw that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. So that's why we have to take heed until that light that shineth in a dark place, and that until the day down, and the day star arise in her hearts. See, it comes, you know, like those deceivable, you know. And if we, you know, because we're living in and, and, and this end times and there's so many evils that going around us. So we have to take heed and we have to have the eyes of understanding to see, to know what is good and what is evil. Because we, uh, we can uh, uh, continue going, you know. To all this ungodly and 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 all these things, they just uh, rioting of evil speaking and all of that. We don't want to vex our soul and on that. So we have to stay away from from it. So we have to take heed. And and I think this to me said, Lord, help me to discern what is good and what is evil. So that was my um, Peter was. Um, Saying unto us for uh, on on this, you know, and that voice, we have to uh, take heed on that voice, like the same uh, John in uh, Revelation, that the voice of the Lord in there, that talking with me as a trumpet, talking with me, and we have to have that, keep that in our spirit, the voice of the Lord that talking unto us, and that's the voice that will wake us up, you know. And we'll say, awake thou sleepest. And that's the voice that we are here when Jesus Christ comes to 
get his treasure, his bride. Amen. And we must be ready when he comes. So praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So let's just continue to praise the Lord as we continue to hear the word of God tonight. I want to welcome you um, uh, tonight on Wednesday night, our Facebook um, follower. We want to welcome you and continue to follow us as our pastor teaches the word of God and he's going on to uh, prophecy and the end times message. So we're... We're can't, we cannot wait to hear more of the end times messages. And I know we, uh, Pastor says, uh, asked us to read Exodus chapter 25 but, and uh, Hebrews chapter 9. It was like, wow, uh, we need uh, explanation of those um, uh, books because, I mean, we read them, but there's so much to uh, we want to uh, learn of them. So. God bless you, saints, and let's just welcome our pastor, Dr. Harold Wedderburn. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Thank you for coming out tonight. Thank you all for coming out tonight to the house of God. And we appreciate God tonight for, just excuse my voice, it will clear up. But God is so good to us. Laka, it's good to see you. Miss you. And uh, what God is doing and his mercies and this great spirit that God has given us and spirit of wisdom and <clears throat> spirit of revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. You need that. You need a spirit of wisdom to understand the um, to understand the word of God. <clears throat> many, many of you don't know how far the church has come from. The church is not just 20 years old. See, you go back 2,000 years and you begin to follow the history of the church. What happened? The ages that we have come through the church and to get where we are as the last generation. You go back and read it, but because the church, we are not conscious of um, <clears throat> where we came from. Do you understand? We are blind to that. We don't know. So we think a church at the corner just started, a pastor started five years ago, and that's, how, that's where it begins. But the true church go all the way back to the day of Pentecost. See, Jesus Christ was here and he promised to to build his church upon the rock which is himself. He built his church upon himself, not upon a man or anybody, but it's on Christ. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Remember that uh, he is head of the <clears throat> church which is his body. And uh, he told Peter, we've had that beautiful scripture that upon this rock, that's himself, will I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That means the gates of hell would be all of the, oppo- the opposing forces. Anything that oppose the work of God, that's the gate of hell. That's the government of Satan. Anything, whether it's you or me or whatever that takes against you, house of God, that is that is the gates of hell. And you go back as far back in the dark ages when they persecuted uh, the early church. They were, if you read Fox's Book of Martyrs and all these books, they were fed to the lion, burned to the, uh, to the stake. They were um, sawn asunder. 
and many things, dogs, wild dogs. So we're not going through anything that's happening to us now that never happened worse. We, we, we suffer a little persecution at this time, but it's going to get more worse because as we approach the close of the, um, of the church age, then uh, because it's coming to a close, the, the evil spirits, uh, demonic forces, uh, on all of these, that the church has lost the power and of discerning and how to cast out evil spirits and to um, push the devil back and to build a church. You'll never build a church with demons in it. See, evil spirits or the control of men. You'll never build a church with demonic forces. You have to push them back. So the Lord said, I give you power. Who do you think he was talking about? The church, you, over all the powers of the enemy. Because you need that to fight the devil, to push him back out of your life. You understand that anything inside of you that opposes the word of God is a demon. See, the devil doesn't like the word of God. So you have to know now <clears throat> that, uh, that Christ came to give us power. And on the day of Pentecost, uh, with the Holy Ghost, he told the disciples before, he said, Now you tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from an eye. They have to have power. See, power and authority. You'll never do it without power. See, it's the Holy Spirit that you bind them. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. You see, a pastor, a minister, a child of God, you have power over evil spirits. Amen. You have power to build a church. God gave you that power to stand up and build a church and to change people, to change people and to get them ready for the first resurrection. You have that power, see, to, to, um, to bind evil spirits and to push the devil back. See, the devil doesn't have power, see, that uh, to destroy you. Yes, he has only, only if you... Uh, yield to the to the um, demands or the uh, the um, leading of the of demonic forces. But if you put your trust and faith, believe in God, then uh, then the devil has lost his power. I give you power. See, when when a pastor is afraid and said, "I don't know, my church is in charge." No, the church is not in charge. You're in charge with the Holy Spirit. See, the pastor has got power. He has power, but many times he doesn't realize that 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 he has power. So, uh, but when he studied the scripture, he find out that God has given him power over all the powers of the enemy. You can you can go into the territory of the devil and build a church. You know why? With the anointing, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. One can chase a thousand. And you've got that power to push the devil back. You bind evil spirits. You do. I mean, you really do. You've got power to push the devil back. Because remember now that it is Christ Jesus in you. See? Christ Jesus in you. And he said, I'll never leave you nor, nor forsake you. So tonight is a wonderful night. And uh, we are talking in um, our Revelations. We're uh, about the church, and we're finding out what a church really is. See, uh, most of us don't know what a church is. They think a church is run by the deacons. They think a church is run by a few le leaders. They don't know what a church is. Somebody comes and say, "Let's do this," or "Let's sing this," "Let's let's testify." Like, That's not a church. A church is 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 run by the order of the Holy Spirit. See, the government of God, and that man. Whoever he is has got to know the mind of God, not the mind of the people. See, not the mind of the people, but it's the mind of God that builds a church. And the reason why the church is in such a sad state is because we wonder what brother so-and-so like, and I've got to please that one. You try it, you don't have a church. The church doesn't please us. The church is only to please the Lord. Amen. Jesus Christ didn't die so he could please us. He died to save us. Amen. Because we need to be saved, not to be pleased. We need salvation. We need deliverance. We need a message that's going to break us away from the devil. Otherwise, you're lost. 
the church need a message. And we've lost that. We've let all kind of stuff take over. And uh, everything control the church. And we believe that's a church. That's not a church. When the church is run by human wisdom. And human understanding. That is not a church. A church must be governed by the word of God. Amen. It must be governed by the righteousness of God. Otherwise it's not a church. Or it's just a group. You know like. Uh, uh, a social club. You just meet together. You discuss. And you appoint one. And you, you cast one down. You vote one in. And vote one out. You never vote a pastor in. A pastor. I know they do that organization. But a pastor cannot be voted in or not. He's appointed. Ordained by God. If God doesn't send him. If God doesn't put him there. He's not a pastor. Nobody can ordain a pastor. And he's truly a pastor. No. It's our minister. None of the ministry gives. See, it's when he ascended on high, he led captivity captives. And he gave gifts to men. Some apostles. Who gave it? Not the congregation. The, the congregation doesn't appoint a pastor. Put him up and put him down. It's the Lord. Amen. It's the Lord that does it. Believe it or not, it's the Lord that does it. Read it. Read it in the scripture. Amen. It's not man that does it. Man doesn't have that power. Man doesn't know what God wants. See? Uh, uh, there's a scripture said, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. We, we didn't choose the Lord. It's the Lord that chose us. And we, uh, we submit to the Lord. And when we submit and make the changes, uh, then God is able to, to bless us and bring us closer to Himself. Somebody said, oh, I saw the Lord. I went to heaven and I see the Lord. Well, if you understand the scripture, you know that's not true. You know, no man have seen God at any time. Save the only begotten son, Jesus Christ. You, you, you can never see the father. You can never, even when, even in the rapture of the church and when the elders, they never saw the Lord. What they saw was a jasper and a sapphire stone, uh, and so on. And we'll get into all of those things. But the church is misled. When somebody says, oh, I went and I saw God. You didn't see God. Oh, and he had a long beard, a round white beard. And so, and he sat on the throne. You could never see God. And so, God is too holy. Holy, his holiness would destroy you. We, we are not holy. But we are, uh, we are very unholy. Most of, all of us pretty well. And we are seeking the holiness of God. See, so the word of God is to change me. It's to change you. The word of God is to change us. To make we love the Lord. See, you don't, you don't uh, invent a love. But it's the word of God that makes you love God. And it has to be developed. It has to grow. That grace of God has to grow in your life. You, when you love God, you, uh, uh, it flows. Okay? It, it flows. And love will lead you into holiness. See where, where it's holy. 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 Lord God Almighty. See. Uh, which was. And is. And uh, is to come. See it leads you. You don't have to, to, to force yourself into it. Uh, you, can, you cannot even fast or pray your way into it. Somebody said I'm, I'm fasting and praying. Yeah but. You're doing that because you might want a better job or you might want something or whatever might be like that. You, you have to submit yourself. If I want to get closer to God, I have to submit myself to a ministry, okay, that, that, that has the word of God. That's teaching the word of God. And I sit in my seat and I get my Bible out and I know, uh, I, I, I know, uh, uh, that the word of God is right because the word of God is right and I accept the word of God. So God is so good to us and we ask his blessing upon us tonight. But Revelation has been a wonderful book. <coughs> Sorry, to us. All of the Bible is wonderful, but Revelation that we've been studying is wonderful. And in chapter 1 of, <coughs> excuse me, of Revelation, Revelations chapter 1, go back to, um, go back to verse, uh, let me start at verse 9. And I want you to follow me. I want you to follow me in this lesson. Can you? Tonight. Said I John. Who also am your brother. And companion. 
in tribulation and in the kingdom and patient of Jesus Christ. Notice, was in the isles that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of, um, of Jesus Christ. Notice what happened. Verse 10. I was in the spirit. What was he in? I was in the spirit. And the Lord's day. And heard behind me a great voice. Notice. As what? As of a trumpet. Okay. He heard a great voice. As of a trumpet. In other words, he heard a trumpet voice. Speaking with him. The trumpet voice was talking. Speaking. Saying something to him. Okay. And verse 11 said. Saying. You see the word saying. That means the trumpet voice was speaking. Saying, I am Alpha, what was it saying? I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. Isn't that right? There's nobody before him, nobody after. Nobody before him is the beginning and the ending. The first and the last. And what thou seest, notice he saw something. What thou seest, write in a book. And send it unto seven churches which are in Asia. Unto Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardius, and unto Philadelphia and Laodicea. These were the seven churches that the letters were sent to. Now I know it also has become dispensational, affect us. Okay? But it was sent to seven churches. And uh, the letter was given to the elders uh, or the servants or the angel, which is the same, the minister of the church. He got the letter. Not everybody got the letter. And he read the letter. Uh, okay, like you're reading the Bible. He had to read. And, that, and those letters came from Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. There's only seven letters that Jesus Christ wrote. Jeremiah wrote how many? Isaiah wrote, in, but Jesus Christ wrote seven letters. Okay? And so, and his letters began from chapter 2 to chapter 3. Those are what Jesus Christ wrote. Amen? And he wrote it to the church because, did you know why he wrote the letters to the church? And you know why he wrote the letters to the church? Turn to, um, turn to, uh, to Ephesians chapter 1. Just turn your Bibles Go towards the left and turn Ephesians uh, chapter uh, chapter one, and let me uh, what 20, verse uh, twenty-two. Ephesians chapter one and verse uh, twenty uh, twenty-two. Let me let me um, let me read up a little bit, but for your sake, okay, for our sake, okay. Verse eighteen. Let me read at verse eighteen. Okay, we have time. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that he may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, Lord, uh, who believe according to the working of his mighty power. That's the Holy Spirit, <coughs> which, excuse me, he wrought in Christ. That's the Father now he's talking. When he raised him. When he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right and where? In heavenly, the heavenly places. How far? Far above principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named. So look, look at the church of Christ. You cannot hurt the church of Christ. You might cause an avoc and hurt people, but you cannot hurt the church of Christ. Somebody said, I'm going to hurt. You cannot hurt the church of Christ. But, but the church, God will hurt you. See, because God will judge you. Nobody can get away with anything. See? So, uh, the body, he has set Christ far above principalities and power. You might hurt a human being. Like in the dark ages coming through and the persecution they suffered. Okay? They wanted to destroy the church. They wanted to wipe out. Uh, what about Saul, who became Paul? Paul wanted to stop the church. He persecuted the Christians. He did everything and made havoc of the church. But what happened? Jesus told him it's hard to kick against the pricks. 
And the same man that persecuted the church became one of the greatest carrier of the word of God. God, I mean, God is awesome. You can never win. See, when, when, so when you fight the word of God, when you try to fight the word of God, you're fighting thorns and it, and it will get back at you. See, because nobody can win. That's why we submit. So verse what, 21 says, uh, far above all, look at that. We were talking about uh, both, both good principalities and bad principalities. Far above uh, principalities and powers and might and dominion, governments and all of that. Uh, sovereignty and every name that is named. You know what dominion is? Uh, a sovereign government. He's greater than uh, the government of England. He's the government of the United States is uh, greater than any government. Presidents, rulers, and every name. That is name. You name the president. You name the, the dictator. Jesus Christ is greater. He has a name which is above every name. And not only in this world. Notice it. Not what? Not only right now. In this world. But. But also in that which is to come. So there's a world to come. That we've been talking about. Uh, when the church age uh, 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 is over. Okay, because uh, write the things which help me, which you have seen. Okay, that's past. And the things which are now. Wouldn't that be present? And the things which are to come later on. So he said, write these. Okay, these things that you past, present, future. You write these things. Okay, so he's the same Yesterday, today, and forever. And he's got, uh, he, the Lord has exalted him above all principality and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world like right now. See, that's why you don't get weary and give up and you get discouraged because uh, it's not... Uh, it's not if in this life only we have hope in Christ. You have to know how to encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen. And you're in a race. You're in a race. And uh, don't let the devil discourage you or laugh at you or try to make you give up. The devil cannot make you give up. He cannot make you stop. Only you can do it if you begin to believe. Amen. Somebody's got a mindset against God and Pass it on to you. And if you accept it. Then you're in trouble. See. You've just been deceived. You've just been fooled. Why did they deceive you? It's not them. It's the devil in them. It's a demonic force. That you don't even know. You think it's. Oh they're my friends. And they, they're telling me something nice. And they said. Come and let's get together. You know. And let's fight. And let's do this. And you don't understand. You're, you're just being set up. By the devil. For God to hurt you. And he will. He will judge you. And he told Paul, he said, it's hard to kick against, uh, against the, the pricks. So here, here it says that far above dominion and every name that is named, any name, any name. So you don't have to be afraid of that name. Somebody said, oh, I would serve up my mother or my father or my sister. No, you don't have to be afraid of no name. Nobody can cause you to give up God. If you love the Lord with all your heart, nobody can stop you. They can pout. They can roll your eyes. They can groan. They can bark. They can bite. But it cannot stop you. You've got the power. Nobody can stop you from serving God. Amen. Nobody can change you. Only you. If you begin to listen to that. Amen. Somebody say, well, well, if I was alone, I don't want to be alone. What about John? John was on the Isle of Patmos all by himself. Upon this little island. And what happened? God visited him. See what what happened to him? God visited him, and when he couldn't go, he couldn't get very far moving on the earth. What happened? He moved up in heaven. God says, "Come up, Peter," and God showed him a wonderful experience. You you need to just trust God, and no matter whatever, whatever uh, uh, condition or state you're in, be contented. Okay, learn how to pray and how to trust God, and don't depend on anybody. Your faith is in Jesus Christ. You learn to stand alone because you don't need that person. When they come, they want to rob you of what? Your salvation. Your joy. 
And before you know it, they don't have any joy. And you don't have any joy. And what happened? They robbed you. See, so you've got to stand up for the Lord Jesus Christ and love the Lord no matter who loves the Lord. So this is powerful. It said dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this world right now. Okay? So you have the power right now. But also in that which is to come. That means that world which is to come. So here look in Ephesians. Remember we've been dealing with that which was, is, and which is to what? It's to come. What is to come? What is to come? There's a world. There it is. But also in that which is to come. There's a world that is coming. Okay? And uh, Peter described it. We according to his promise look for a new heaven. John and also Peter in the in Second Peter chapter 3. But John says, uh, John tells us that. Uh, uh, and Peter also tells us that we look for a new heaven. New heaven. Don't you get excited about it? You mean that you... You all you you want is what uh, this city has to give you? Is that all you have? You want? Huh? You go to work, you get a paycheck. Is that you go to the grocery store? Is that all? Is that life all you want? Huh? Or do you want Jesus Christ? Come on, do you want the life of God? Does it make you happy? Does it give you a joy and a hope to know that there is a God and there's a kingdom and there's a world, not only in this life. Because sometimes in this life, you have a lot of problems. And you got to stand alone. And yet you're not alone. Because if you cultivate that atmosphere with Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, you're never alone. He said, I'll never leave you. But we get to the point where, oh, I want that brother or that sister to come over. You don't have to have them. No, you don't. Because Jesus Christ is a friend that's taken closer than a brother. When you begin to love Jesus... And draw nigh to God. And he will draw nigh to you. You will see that he will never leave you. Nor forsake you. So that's a wonderful scripture isn't it. And then look at verse 22 now. Go to verse 22. It says. Look at it for yourself. In your Bible or wherever. Mark it. And I put all things under his feet. What? All things is under the feet of Jesus Christ. Include your problems. Include those that persecute you. Include that those that fight the church. It's under your feet. Don't see them above. and oh, they're, No, no. They're under your feet. Amen. Every person that attack a church. That attack a church can never prosper. Unless they repent. You don't attack the house of God. Nobody attacks the house of God. And get away. That's it. Touch not my anointed. When you attack the house of God. It's like you're putting your finger. Into the eyes of the Lord. And you just don't do that. He told Saul it's hard to kick. Against the prick. You don't attack a church. Amen. You do not attack a minister of God. You have to know that. That's that no more than uh, you could attack the president. See you can't do that. See God protects his, his men. And his, and his women. God protects his children. You don't believe that but it's true. God, God says go into all the world. And preach the gospel. You think he just sent them alone. Or God stands with them. And a man of God stands until his work is finished. Paul stood there. And he, until his work was finished. And if you read the history of the early church. They stood. And they fought. And they wouldn't, wouldn't uh, give up. Men like. Uh, who I wish you'd read. Men like uh, Polycarps. Uh, he was. Uh, uh, how old was he? Uh, I guess was he up in his 90s. And they wanted him to recant. To give up. And to turn against the Lord. And he would not. And. Uh, they were talking about his age. You should recant. And uh, give the glory to the Caesar or what. But he wouldn't do it. And uh, they tied him to the stake. And uh, tried to burn him. And he couldn't burn or so. And they did all kind of stuff to him. And uh, when he died. He died singing. Singing to the glory of God. Let me tell you. It, it costs price, a price to get this Bible. You don't know the price that it costs. You know, you take it up and you read it lightly. But men and women lay down their lives. Read it. Go back in history. And the problem because we don't know. See, the blood and the sweat, just like today. Uh, 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 the, the, the many in the country of the United States don't know what it costs for the United States to be like, uh, the, uh, to have the government that they had before things are changing. But you see, 
men fought in wars and battles to stand. And men and women stood up for the word of God. See? And But there's a generation right now. There's not all, but there's a few people today that will stand up for God. You cannot change them. You can never change them. You can fight them, but it doesn't mean that they're going to change. They're going to stand there because they've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. You've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And no matter what happened, it's Jesus Christ and Christ alone. No matter what happened, your, your, your heart is towards God. And God's going to raise you. And you can rise up as a powerful man and a powerful woman of God. And preach the word of God. Nobody can stop you. Nobody can stop you from preaching the word of Almighty God. Great receive that is in you. You've got to understand that you serving Almighty God. The creator of heaven and earth. And nothing can stop you. Amen. Nothing can stop you. From preaching this wonderful word of God. And you're not submitted or subjected to anything. But to the Holy Spirit. Praise God. So this powerful. Look at that. And I put all things under his feet. Everything is on. Now, if you if you know if you know that, don't you have confidence? Huh? He put everything under his feet. So Jesus is in charge. He's standing on top and he's holding you. Remember? The candlesticks. Where was the candlesticks? In his right hand. So if you're in his right hand, he's holding the church in his right hand, and everything else is under his feet. You see the difference? You're in the right hand of God and Everything else is under your feet. And that's why he said, I give you power to tread on serpents and on scorpions. I give you power. When the devil comes in like a flood, the spirit of God will lift up a standard against him. See, a lot of God's people are afraid to tell God, I love you. And, and lift your hands up and praise the Lord. Amen. And let everybody know that you're on the Lord's side. And God is alive and God is wonderful. And we're serving a great, big, wonderful God. So this is awesome tonight. I feel God here tonight. Amen. And uh, the, the, the word of God is so wonderful. So chapter, um, what, what? Uh, uh, and I put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which, notice what it is. No, notice what it is. Huh? Which is his body. Now, the church is his body. Am I right? Okay. So, we are the head. I mean, no, we're not. He is the head. But we are the body. Listen listen careful now. We are the body of Christ. Okay? But he, the body has got to have a head. And the head is not the deacons. Or the church mothers. That's not the head. The head is Christ. And there's only one head. There's not two heads. Come on, you listen. There's not two heads. So when someone exalt themselves and we are doing this, that, 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 that's a comedy. That's a comedy. Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going we're gonna to appoint. We're gonna, that's comedy. You can't. Because there's a head. A commander in chief. And that's Christ. Not you, not me. But Jesus Christ. You see, but we think the church is a joke. But it's not a joke. The church is the greatest force on the, on, on the, in the earth today. Well, because the pastors are afraid to tell the devil he's a liar. But when you stand up for God, prison bars will be open. The prison will be shaken. But you've got to believe God. You've got to rise up and believe God. And say, devil, you can never, never tear up this church or any church on the face of the earth that God has ordained. Amen. You think that God just sent his son to die and he's careless? No. No. And the church stands because God is greater than all. Amen. Amen. What a God. But look, look, look at it here right here. It says, which is, the, which is his body? The church is his body. Can't, if you separate the body from the head, what do you have? And that's what the church has been doing. They've been trying, the body has been trying to separate. Keep Christ out. And that's what happened to the Laodicean church. That's what happened even to this church. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But God. 
is greater than any one of us. Hallelujah. God is greater than you and I. Look what God is doing. There's more of the word of God here than you can even keep up with it. You don't have to follow it. But there's more of the word of God here. More anointing and more anointing that's something you jump over the bench. You sit along with your Bible after you sing and praise the Lord like Jesus, with Jesus they sang a hymn and they sat along Jesus talked to them. And you get in the scripture. And you explain, expound you expound the word. That's what you're doing. Then verse 23 now. Which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Look, look what he did. This is powerful. Which is his body? The church is his body. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. Let me explain that a little bit. Filling all in all. That means everything by the end of the millennium everything must be filled with Jesus Christ. Read Zechariah. Even the vessels the pots, the pans, will be marked holiness unto the Lord. You and I, every area in us has got to be filled with Jesus Christ. The fullness. You, you see, we read the scripture about the fullness of him that fill it all in all. If there's a area in your life that He's not filling up. You're lost. If there's an area in you that's resisting him, you're in trouble. It has to be submitted to Christ. What if your tongue is not submitted? What if your heart and your eyes is not submitted to the Lord? What if your mind is not submitted? It says that he filled everything. Am I right up there? The fullness of him that fill it. All things. There's not a spot that the devil is going to have. There's not a spot that a rebellion is going to take over. Not one spot that's going to be empty. But Christ is going to take over every area. He fill it all. When I go to church, but nobody's going to tell me what to do or complain. All right. You find out that he'll fill up everything. Jesus Christ is going to fill everything. Oh, no, you're not going to... Yes, you will. Because you don't have a kingdom, do you? But he has. I don't have a kingdom. But he has. No, this word of God is wonderful. And it will cha- the word of God is to change you. It's not to rock you and comfort you. It's to cause you to change. Cause me to change. The fullness. All right. This, this could use some more water. But it was when you fill up here to the top. Okay, if there's a empty space, it's got to be filled up. And God will keep working in your life until that's filled up. Well, Lord, I've been serving you and I've been doing this and I but he sees all of that space. That sometimes it's you, it's the world, the flesh, the devil. And you hide it. And you pretend it, but not from God. And he's got to fill it up. The fullness of him. And you know what he's going to fill it with? Himself. It said it. The fullness of him that fill it all in all. Why don't you all be shouting and submit to the Lord and say, God, fill me. Because the work is going to done, be done. If it's not done in the church, it's going to be done at the white throne judgment or the millennium. Nobody gets away. Believe it or not, nobody gets away. Whither shall I flee from his presence? The fullness of him that filleth all in all. That's it. Now go to Colossians 1, verse 17 to verse 20. Put that up for me quickly. Colossians 1. This is wonderful. 
Sunday I'll get onto the trumpets. I thought I was going to get there. The voice that spoke. Okay. Colossians. 1. 1 verse 17. Verse 17. Look at verse 17. It says. And let's, let's look at that up there. And he is before all things. Who? Jesus Christ is before all things. And by him. Notice. By him all things consist. That's wonderful. So the devil said, oh, you can't do that. Don't worry. He's in charge of everything. He's in charge of everything. By him all things consist. Verse uh, 18. And Lord, look at this. What were we talking about? He is the head of the body. There's no two heads. There's only one head. And that's Jesus Christ. He's the head of the body. The church. So now. If he's the head. And I, and I fight and offend his body. Who am I offending? Christ. Not, not the pastor. But it's Christ. I want to stop Christ's church. I don't want Christ to have a church. But he is going to have a church. And he does have a church. And he's a fullness of all things. And he's the head. Nobody's the head. But Jesus Christ. So if I'm not the head. What should I do? Humble myself. Under the mighty hand of God. And then he lifts me up. That's the truth. Don't lift yourself up. Don't promote yourself. You'll fall. And he is the head of the body. The church. If, if you are the head. And if men is the head. And if somebody is, and you can appoint a head, that's not a church. But if it's a church, it pushes back every opposing force. Because without a church that's powerful, you can never be in the bride of Christ. It's too weak to put you in the bride. Your spirit is too strong. You'll cause trouble in the millennium. If you cause trouble in the church, you'll cause it in the millennium. Because the church is to change us. Who is the beginning? Notice the firstborn from the dead. That in all things he might have what? The preeminence. He's going to have the preeminence. Read on. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. You see that word fullness? We did it. He's going to fill himself with all things. And it pleased the Father. God is well pleased that in him should all fullness Dwell. Not in you or me. So in other words. If you don't praise the Lord. If you don't love God. If you don't serve God. If you don't go to church. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Because you're on probation. This is an age of probation. When we're asking God. Lord I won't give trouble in the kingdom. Please help me. But if I cause trouble in the church. God's not going to put me in the kingdom. Because I would be a troublemaker. You can't be a troublemaker in the church. And then be good in the kingdom. You're deceiving yourself. The church is his body, just like the kingdom belongs to him. Just so the church belongs to him. You can't reject the church and then accept the kingdom or heaven. Whatever. Because we don't understand. We've never, we never been really taught the word of God right. We think we can pull and destroy a church. And connive and heave and talk and go around and I'm fine. I'm going to be in heaven. Who do you think God is? Who do you think God is? Because we don't understand who God is. Now, here it says, For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Verse 20. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, peace. So when war comes, it's not of God. By him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say. Whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. That's the matter. Okay. You have to change. Well I won't change in the church. We're going to keep them then. And put you in the final resurrection. Before the white throne. You'll change. Or you're not going to be in the kingdom of God. Because the books will be open. Read them. And God will know if I'm a troublemaker in the church. Cause problems. Or was I humble? 
I was too big for the church. So God said, okay, sleep for a thousand years and I'll judge you at the end of the thousand years. It's in the Bible. Hmm? Blessed are the poor in spirit. For they shall see God. When you're rich in spirit, you won't see God. We have to humble ourselves and drain out all of that exalted spirit out of us. Amen. And having made where? What? Verse 21. And you, notice, that were sometimes alienated. You know what an alien is? And enemies in your mind by wicked works. Wicked works. What, what's a somebody wicked works? Fighting the church of God. Fighting the move of God. Causing your brother and your sister to stumble. Hmm? Gossiping. Yuck, yuck. Gossiping. Conniving. Having cliques. Organizing cliques. Huh? Causing somebody to give up. Because the words you say to them, you'll have to pay. You know, I won't. Yes. <laughs> He's still God. And you that were sometimes alienated. You see, today the fear of God is not preached. We preach a little softy message. Anybody that just do what they want to do. But you ever find a man of God, he's going to tell you your eyes are red if they're red. You can't sneak past me. You have to change. You have to repent. You have to give up your sins and your rebellion. And I'm, I'm afraid. Afraid of what? Afraid of what? We shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Hmm? It's not over. It's not over. When you offend the church, there's a warrant out from God for you. And he'll get you. God never forget anything. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. Yet now, look at it. What a, what a change. And he reconciled. Verse 20, 22. He reconciled you where? In the body of his, his flesh. Through death. To present you. How? How is he going to present us? Holy. And unblameable and unreproachable in this in his sight. That's how you have to be presented. It takes a ministry to change you. Believe it or not. It takes a God-ordained ministry that will stand up and tell you the truth. Verse 23. If you continue, notice, you have to continue. If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature. You see, it says, you don't move away from it. You have to stand there. The pastor get up and he preach from the word of God. And he's strict and straight and you get upset at the pastor. No, that's what's in the book. That's what he said. You have to preach it. And he said, if you continue in the faith, grounded and settled. And be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. Which ye have heard. And which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, notice who, I, Paul, am made a minister. That's that Paul preached it. And verse 24 says, Who now rejoice in my suffering for you and fill up, here it is again, fill up that which is behind of the affliction of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is next verse. His body, date again, his body, which is his church, right? Whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. 26. Even the mystery, there it is, there it is, see, the mystery. You don't understand unless somebody reveals it. You see, I can get up here, you notice I didn't just do that. I can get up here and I can quote one verse after another verse after another verse. And somebody say, oh, wonderful. But what did you learn? What did you learn? You didn't learn nothing. I can read the whole Bible. But somebody has to break it down to you. You understand that? Break it down so you can understand. Otherwise, you'll not understand it. It's like speaking another language. Even the mystery which had been hid. Ah, see that? Underline that. Something is hidden. A mystery 
it's called the church. The mystery of the church has been hidden. And then it's revealed now in, uh, in Revelations 2 and Revelations 3. That's the mystery church as revealed. And as you go into Revelations 10, it tells you uh, at the seventh trumpet, the mystery uh, of God or whatever it shall be finished. It's wonderful, but you have, you have to be guided in the word of God. So it's not just coming here and, well, uh, what did you learn? Yeah? If you were listening tonight, you'd learn. you find out a lot tonight. See, and he said, even the mystery which had been hid. So, so it's mystery hidden. Okay, so you would be saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm so glad that you has blessed me to hear, to understand. The mystery which had been hid from ages and from generations. Hold on, hold on. That means, think, ages pass and they didn't know and understand what you're learning tonight. Isn't that amazing? Huh? The mystery that was hidden. But tonight you have it. But it was hidden from ages. And wouldn't you, if you were the devil, thank God you're not. Wouldn't you try and stop it? Wouldn't you? Eh? Wouldn't you? Yes or no? You try to stop it. And that's what the devil does. He don't want this message. He doesn't want you to know. So it'll cause, you know, turbulence and everything. So you won't, you'll be distracted. So you have to hold on to Christ. And be not moved by every wind of doctrines. But you hold on to Jesus Christ. Even the mystery which had been hid from ages. Look at that. And ages and generations. But now, my, my Lord, shout. But now is made manifest. To who? To who? So if you're a saint, it will be made manifest. But if you're not, do you get that? But how is it going to be made manifest? Through the preaching. Someone stand up and preach it to you even on Wednesday night. And, you, and you, 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 your flesh won't sleep, but you pull your flesh and say, no. My spiritual mind needs food. I'm dressing up for glory. And the Bible says you bully your body. Fight with it. Rest and say, not tonight. Oh no, not tonight. I'm going to hear the word of God. I'm going to... And, and you find out your discipline and... You wake. Verse 27. Two more verses. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery. Among who? That's us. But we're coming to a close. This mystery, it's almost over. The age, the Gentile age. So you got to get it now. Thank God for this little church tonight. Huh? Thank God for You could go to church and you don't hear it. But thank God tonight. You're hearing about the mystery that was hid from ages and generations. Okay? To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is, what is it? What is the mystery? Come on, shout it out. What is the mystery? What is the revelation? The mystery revelation is, come on, let me see your mouth. Christ in you, in you. The hope of glory. Christ in you. That's the mystery, which is Christ in you. My goodness, Christ, you ought to shout, you ought to praise the Lord, which is Christ in you. Where is Jesus tonight? Christ in you, the hope of God. You ought to sing that, you ought to shout that. Devil, Christ is in me. You ought to wake up, you ought to let the Lord, let praise come alive in you. The mystery hid from generation and ages is revealed to us, which is Christ. In you. No devils. No demons. Christ. Christ in you. 
the hope of glory. And the last verse says, Whom we preach. What do we preach? To every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? A ministry. You get that? Somebody said, no, I will do it. You, by yourself, can never present yourself perfect. That's contrary to scripture. Try it. Don't try it. Oh, no, I can do it. That's pride. You cannot. That's, look at, here's up there. It's, it, it's a ministry that presents you perfect in Christ. Perfect in Jesus. It's not just going to church and getting up and singing a song or clap your hands or whatever. It's being changed on the inside where you become a new man. You're not the same person. My Lord. You see how deceived we are? It's me. It's not you. I'm going to do it. You, you, you do the finishing work on yourself. You know, can a dead man perform his own resurrection? Answer that. Can a dead man perform his own resurrection? No. No more than you could raise yourself up to perfection. It's a ministry that raised you up and revealed the mysteries of Jesus Christ to you and will present you perfect. Is that the last verse? Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working. <laughs> Look at that. Which worketh in me mightily. Something has to work. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The devil don't want you to have it. So the devil pull you away from it. So you won't hear it. That's all he does. And you think, oh, wonderfully. I'm, I'm, oh, well, we got, no. If the devil just robbed you. You know, you just got, Attacked by the devil and he robbed you and take away from you. And, and, and so he can, without the word of God, you're dry. You don't have it. So that's why you need a church. Trust me. Ask God if you don't need a church. Ask the Lord. Say, Lord, do I need a church? Do me. Every one of us need a church. And you love the church. I say, oh God, change me. Help me, Lord. Uh, uh, create in me a clean heart. Complete the work in my life. You ought to be crying out to God because we are at the close. And it's a mystery. And a mystery means you can't understand it. Okay? Unless a preacher, Marina, show you. You can hear it. And you don't understand it. He said, that's wonderful. But you don't understand it. Because it's not, you read it, but that's not really what it's saying. It's saying something else. That you don't know what it's saying. Because it's talking the language of God. That you have to know what God is saying. Amen. That's why you come to church. Otherwise you wouldn't have to come. To, everybody could read the Bible and stay home. But you come to church to change. And so you'll be. Because you're part of the body. And you'll be in the first resurrection kingdom. That's what you're working for. Amen. My God. You ought to have a smile. And you ought to shout for this. Amen. You ought to. Unless, unless you're crying. But apart from that, you ought to be happy. I said, oh, God, I thank you. Amen. Okay, Laka, come up. We're going to receive the offering. Um, give. And we thank God for everything, this service tonight. What a service.